Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing. But it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next step on your journey today on Talking Sense. I read a quote the other day that made me laugh. It said, the best things in life are free, but sooner or later, the government's going to figure out how to tax them. Mm. And I can certainly see where the author was going with that. And I know taxes are super fun for everyone, right? Uh, But have you ever really taken time to understand your tax situation? Um, Because we've had a number of clients come in this year that are not excited about how their taxes went this past year. Yeah. So we felt like it might be good to do an episode about how to better prepare yourself for the next tax season, which when we're recording this would be the 2024 Mm -hmm. year that you're filing for 2023. So with that in mind, we're going to be opening up the Uniform Tax Code book and we are going to go over every detail today in our 15 minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. No. Honestly, I don't even think tax lawyers understand the tax code if we're being real. So we're not going to try to do that. But what we are going to do is talk about the things you can control. Yeah, they probably don't know all the ins and outs, but it's a pretty, pretty hefty task to have to keep up with all those laws Mm -hmm. and how they change every single year. So, yes. So we're going to talk about, again, what people can control. So the Mm -hmm. first thing is understanding your last tax return, your 2022 tax return that you just filed this year, or if this is in the future, Mm -hmm. whatever you just finished, right? Yeah. Um, you know, did you get a big refund? Because if you did, you just gave the government an interest-free loan. Yeah, not really what you want to do. Um, <laughs> not for most, yeah. I would say. Because but that if just you means did, that you overpaid. Right? Yes, yes. But there are things you can do if you did get mm-hmm. a, a big refund back. Yeah, mainly you can adjust your W-4, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, the form that you have at work where you can uh, basically change the amount of the people that that you claim for, right? Yes. So when you fill out the W-4 for your employer, that determines what level of withholdings you have. Right. So if you adjust that, that'll change how much they take out of your check. You can also designate extra if you want to. We'll talk about that a little later. Right, like a specific dollar number, yeah. But buyer beware. If your circumstances are changing, Changing your W-4 may not be the best plan because just because you got a refund last year doesn't mean you'll qualify for those same credits, deductions. We'll talk about those later. Mm-hmm. So if you've had any major changes in circumstances, don't change anything. Yeah. And also, I, I know that there's some folks that see their refund as kind of a backstop or, mm-hmm. or just a different way to have some savings at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, right? So for, for, for those folks, we would just uh, encourage them to find maybe a more efficient way to get those savings going yes. because that's, uh, I would say out of the different ways to create savings and, and do it in a way that actually works for you, makes some money for you. That's probably the least efficient. Yes. I, I know many people, I being one of them who not anymore, but I used to see that as mm-hmm. like the, I'll get that to pay off my Christmas debt. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll use my credit card for Christmas and then I'll just pay it off when I get my refund. It's not a good plan because yeah. if something changes in the tax code and you get a shock and you owe, or you don't get a refund, you've now made poor decisions that you don't have the money to pay back. Right. Yeah. And it's not like you really know exactly how much money you're going to get back anyway. No. So. I don't even know that tax code writers know how much <laughs> they would need to fill. Anyway. Um, so if you got a big refund, there's some things to consider there to just review and decide if you need to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Did you pay in? Are you having enough taxes withheld? Because going back to that W-4, if you are not having enough withheld, that's the same form you need to adjust to make sure that next year you have more or this year you have more 
withheld so that you can avoid having to pay in. Yeah. And are, are there certain things that usually cause people to have to pay in or? When you're, when you're talking about the W-4 specifically, mm-hmm. it's a confusing form. Like it's gotten better, I think, than it used to be when I was younger, but it was really confusing lingo. It's let lawyer speak. Right. And so what often happened was, you know, if you're single and you're a kid, mm-hmm. if you put single one, that assumes you're going to claim yourself Yourself's. on your taxes, but you're right. not. Your parents mm-hmm. usually are going to. So you end up having to pay in. Right. If you make enough, which some kids don't make enough. But um, that's that's one of those things. I used to always say I'm going to do one less deduction than I qualify for mm-hmm. to make sure that I don't have to pay in. And then if there's anything else weird, I'm still good. Okay. But that's not, that is not CPA advice. That is not tax advice. That's just what I did yeah. to keep me from having to pay in. And I never got big refunds, but I never had to pay in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more, the higher the number of your withholdings... The higher the number of dependents. Dependents. Yes. Yeah. It lowers the amount they withhold. Right, right. So then, yeah, if, if you're uh, if you're only paying for yourself or uh, basically if you're only the, the, the person that's going to be uh, on that income return, then you don't need to be claiming more than one. Correct. Correct. Um, also, you know, did your deductions change last year? So if you ended up having to pay in, did you have a kid who maybe moved out? who went to college and you're no longer going to claim them. Do you have a system for tracking deductible expenses? We're going to talk mm-hmm. about what those are, mm-hmm. but when this show comes out, it's already June. So if you don't have a system in place, right. it's time to really buckle down, collect what you've already forgotten to put in yeah. and then make sure you're tracking it going forward. Yeah. And something that's actually really important is uh, if folks are charitably inclined, mm-hmm. right? Then that you can actually get a deduction for that as well. And mm-hmm. some people might not even know that most churches right we're in the south so most people uh, go to church uh, and if you do and you give tithe then that money is actually deductible yes and i you know there was a time when i first when i was really young and i was tithing as like a 20 year old you know it felt weird to take a deduction Mm -hmm. for something that i felt like i was obligated to do not obligated in a bad sense but it's just part of my belief system right and then it occurred to me if the government wants to give me a, a boost for doing what I'm already going to do, why in the world would I walk away from that deduction? You know, sure. so yeah. if that's something you've been struggling with, there's your, you know, your permission, <laughs> I guess. And if you're a business owner, there are other things you can do also to help mm-hmm. yourself keep more money in your pocket instead of just paying Uncle Sam or buying more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had a, an episode uh, that we talked about mm-hmm. definitely some big opportunities for employers. Yes. Um, and then the last thing about understanding your prior year's taxes is our circumstances changing in the current year. So is there a marriage in the plan? Because you'll get a higher standard deduction, but you also have a higher combined income. Mm-hmm. Um, or is there a divorce in the plan? Because then you have to decide, are you guys going to file jointly? Are you filing separately? Mm-hmm. You need to think about the ramifications of that. Because again, it's June. You've got time to change your deductions. You can make adjustments so that you're you're ready for tax time when it comes next year. Mm-hmm. Some other things is having a baby. Mm-hmm. If you can time that thing before the end of the year, you get that child credit. Are you starting a business? Mm-hmm. So those are some of the different things that might be circumstantial changes that you need to prepare properly so that you're ready for tax time next year. As again, just as you're thinking about the, your taxes, since you know, for some folks, it might still be fresh in their minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some folks that you know get their taxes out of the way as soon as possible. And kudos to them. I'm not uh, going to lie. I'm one of those people. I just want it done. Yeah. As soon as I have all the documents, I'm like, but there I do my go. own. So yeah. I, I, I don't have to wait on somebody to do it for me, which helps. Essentially, if it's top of mind, if it's fresh, it's the best time to, to go ahead and get those things planned out. 
Mm -hmm. And if you did have some deductions that maybe you didn't claim this year that you're eligible for, whoever prepared your taxes, when they give you those clues like, hey, you could have claimed this or you could have claimed that, start documenting. Mm -hmm. Because again, documentation is really important. We're going to talk a little more about that in a second. But Mm -hmm. if you can't document it, you could get audited and and get your backside handed to you. So Yeah. And also in in the sense that you want to create a methodology for yourself, a system, Mm -hmm. right? Getting those things documented and re- reminding yourself each year is very, very important because, again, I mean, tax time, you, you do your taxes once a year, right? Mm-hmm. So by the time that the next time comes around or next year comes around, you already forgot about all of those things that you wanted to remember to do. Yes. So, yeah, documented is so important. Yes. So understanding your your prior year's taxes are, is really important. And then the next thing you want to do is maximizing your credits and your deductions. Mm-hmm. And those are two different things. So the first thing you've got to do is educate yourself. So first, what credits and what deductions are you uh, eligible for? So a few different tax deductions that you may qualify for. Many of them have requirements. So we're not assuming that everybody is eligible for these, but there are, we talked about charitable donations earlier. Yeah. So whether it's a church, a charity, anyone with a 501c3, if you give them money, schools often can, can be part of this. It's mm-hmm. just, you cannot control how the funds are used. So it's not like paying for your kid's program, but if you chose to donate to a program at the school, like the PTO or something, that may be deductible too. So just check with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Charitable donations, mortgage loan interest. Yeah, um, contributions to HSAs. mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a huge opportunity. Uh, And this comes with a caveat, right? Because you have to have a high deductible medical plan in order to contribute. But if you do, then it's it's a really good opportunity, especially especially for younger folks that don't really go to the doctor very often. Mm-hmm. Your employer plan, if you're participating mm-hmm. in it, that's deductible from your income. Um, property and real estate taxes are deductible, or portion of them is. Yeah, I mean, definitely. A lot, a lot of folks purchased their first home this year, mm-hmm. right? So that that is definitely a, an advantage that they get now. Yes, uh, mileage is the one that I will say I leave on the table almost every year because. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a good system in the past, but I now have one. Uh, um, I've downloaded an app that all mm-hmm. I have to do is hit start. And when I get where I'm going, I hit stop. And I okay. put in the little, ex- you know, what I was doing, what it was for. That mileage is one that I tend to walk away from. Okay. Um, I have to get the name of this this app. I'll give it to you later. Uh, <laughs> so tuition and fees. If you're in higher education, if it's a qualifying institution, which really just means it has to be accredited. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't just necessarily go to Jim Bob's School of Farming. Um, but you, as long as it's a qualifying institution, you can. Uh, a newer one that I didn't know about is interest payments from your student loans. So just like yeah. your mortgage insurance or interest, excuse me, your student loan interest can be deducted as well. Yes. So make sure to check with uh, the service loan provider. Uh, they should provide you with a, a tax form that details the amounts that you paid in, in in interest and that you can deduct. And this is just like a drop in the bucket of the different deductions that people can be eligible for. Yeah. So it's important that you take some time. Don't get in a hurry. Take some time to really review your circumstances and see if you're eligible for some deductions. Yeah. So those are the deductions like you mm-hmm. just mentioned. So now credits. So the some of the bigger ones, most common ones are things like the child tax credit. Yes. Right. And that one you, it has an income caveat to it. Okay. So it, yeah, I was going to say you're going to know a little like, bit more about that one than I it do. It can lower how much you're eligible for, but it is free money for having kids. It's not obviously going to take, you know, offset their expenses for the year. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but it's there. Um, the child and dependent care one, which is daycare. Mm-hmm. That one I love um, <laughs> because daycare is expensive. People who contribute to tax advantaged retirement accounts actually get a credit called the savers credit mm-hmm. on top of being able to get the deduction 
you have the eligibility for the credit too. Again, all yeah. of these are subject to income limits. Right. And then the lifetime earners or learner credit uh, for folks that have those higher education expenses as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there's also some, some certain caveats to that one yes. that you want to check into because uh, there's some of these that uh, some people might want to double dip and the government doesn't allow yep. for that. So that's why uh, it's really important that you have someone that's very knowledgeable because mm-hmm. the thing I have found about taxes is that they don't tell you exactly how to fill it out. Mm-hmm. But if you mess it up, you get penalized and they don't care if it was an accident. So you got to be really, really careful. Yeah. Yeah. You do not want to find yourself in, uh, in a battle with the IRS. Yes. And we talked about these words. So we've used some jargon a little bit, mm-hmm. credits and deductions. But we want to make sure you understand the difference between them because there is a very drastic difference between the two. So mm-hmm. let's talk about deductions first. So essentially deductions just lowers your taxable income amount, mm-hmm. right? So if your taxable income, uh, let's say your gross income was $100,000, uh, but all of your deductions were about $20,000 and that mm-hmm. means that your taxable income is 80000 So you're not going to get taxed on the full hundred. So if you were paying 10% tax, mm-hmm. then now you owe 8000 in taxes. Exactly. So- that's the deduction side of it. Let's take that same hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and let's say you had twenty thousand dollars in tax credits, which is drastic. I know, but it's easier math this way. Work with me, people. So that hundred thousand, say you were still in the ten percent bracket, obviously for easy math, that would be that you had a ten thousand dollar fee for right. taxes. For taxes, yeah. And if you had that twenty thousand in credits, you now get a refund. Yeah, the refund. It of- is dollar for dollar mm-hmm. tax money you don't owe. Yeah. So instead of having to pay in the 10,000, they owe you 10,000. Yes. So that's why if you qualify for credits, you want to make sure you got the documentation mm-hmm. and that you take those credits because they are really the big players in lowering or getting a refund on your taxes. Yeah. And so as we talk about this, uh, you know, one of the, the things that uh, folks, as they start <laughs> earning more income, uh, one of the things that they have to be aware of is the fact that they can jump into new tax brackets mm-hmm. and those tax brackets can change year by year just because you weren't in a different tax bracket last year or that raise wouldn't have increased you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your tax bracket last year doesn't mean that it won't next year. Yes. And it, and if you've gotten some sort of windfall or some sort mm-hmm. of, you know, large sum of money from an inheritance or some sort of opportunity you've had, it's really important that you pay attention to the impact mm-hmm. of that and plan ahead. So, this year, we sold one of my old houses. I would say one of the only old house I had in Benton, and I was able to get some profit off of it. I have taken 25% of that and just set it to the side because mm-hmm. I have no clue what the impact will be on my taxes. And I want to make sure I've got cash set aside right. to take care of that. Um, so I consulted with a CPA that I know, yeah. and they said put 25% aside just in case. Yeah. So, you know, if you think that there's any changes that are coming, make sure you're planning ahead for those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making charitable contributions can help offset some of that by lowering your taxable income if you're already charitably inclined. But just be mindful that as your circumstances change, you need to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't track it, you can't deduct it, right? Yes. So that's our last (laughs) little point is keep good records. Mileage trackers, apps to store digital copies of receipts, which this one that I found recently does too. Okay. So I finished, I went somewhere, I met someone for coffee for a, a business related meeting the other day. Yeah. Took a photo of the receipt, stuck it in the app. It kept my mileage. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. They exist. Okay. Um, so find the one that works for you, though, um, yeah. because if you if you really want to win the tax game, you've got to be audit proof. Mm-hmm. And being audit proof just important. means you've got good records and that if there was an audit, you can basically just be like, here you go. 
here's all my stuff. And there's proof for everything you did. I know there's a lot of people who say, you know, oh, I'm just going to, you know, add a little here, add a little there. But if you get audited, it is a nightmare. And the fees that they charge are ridiculous. Penalties are brutal. Mm -hmm. You you do not want to to be in that situation. So make sure to have good documentation. Yes. So it's time for our two cents. And I'm gonna let you go Mm -hmm. first, Mark. Yeah. So again, none of us want to go toe to toe with the IRS. And in our experience, didn't really care whether you meant to mess up, whether it was an accident. Uh, so you you want to make sure to do yourself a favor and start preparing now so that next tax season goes as smoothly as possible and you walk with every penny that is due to you. And whether you enjoy tax season or dread it, it's coming. Mm-hmm. So you might as well take some time yeah. to prepare in advance so that next year you can get through it with as little crying and gnashing of teeth as possible <laughs> and just, you know, be prepared. Your future self will thank you. Well, that's it for us today on Talking Sense. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've learned something new today that you can use for your journey going forward. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult with a financial advisor before making any investments, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.